The Colts did work, yo. Chris Ballard did heavy lifting tonight and wound up with three guys, one of whom, you know, one of whom we thought was outside the parameters of the work that was going to be done maybe tonight, and that's Johnny Woods out of Virginia. But the other two guys we were talking about in terms of 42. Bernard Ryman, taken just now at 77, is a guy who could wind up being a really good tackle for this team. A guy from Central Michigan, uh, grew up in Austria, has not played football for a long period of time, but is a really good tackle. And a guy that people thought might be taken in the first round or early second round. The Colts get him at 77. So what the Colts did, they traded. By the way, this is an instant Indianapolis Colts draft special with Ken Sterling, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You want to say thanks? Say thanks. You want to say thanks in a different way? You got a plumbing problem? If you got the doo-doo and you need it done, done, gone, you call the people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson, wonderful, 765-610-8809. Hit the like button, subscribe, do all that stuff, because this is what we do. All right, <clears throat> Bernard Ryman. This is a guy who projects to be a starting-level tackle, and you got him at 77. That's a good thing. And you were able to get him at 77 because what the Colts did was execute a trade with the Minnesota Vikings where the Colts traded back from 42 to 53. They picked up in the bargain 77. They also gave up 122, and they got a sixth-rounder. The sixth-rounder... Chris Ballard loves those things. He loves his picks. The six rounders. They, you don't win, well, Tom Brady. You don't win championships very often with six rounders. But you went out tonight at 53 and you got the guy that you wanted as a wide receiver in Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati. Matt Ryan needed weapons, right? You, you needed another component. And, and this makes everybody happy. You know, because what we have been talking about is the need for a tackle, right? A lot of you people, I say you people with love, a lot of you people have been saying, look, forget the weapons, we need a left tackle. We, we can't win with Matt Pryor. Here's the way football works. Everything's interconnected. It's not the offensive line doing its job. It's not the quarterback doing his job, the running back doing his job, wide receivers doing their jobs and the tight end doing their his job. That's not the way it works. It's all 11 working toward a common goal, and that is on the offensive side of the football to score touchdowns, all right? And in order to protect effectively a quarterback, you have got to have people on the exterior who stretch the defense. You have to have attention getters wide right and wide left. If you do that, you have a chance then to really demand a defense honor those exterior presences. And so they don't load up the box with eight guys. They don't play everybody on the defense inside the numbers. If they do that, Jonathan Taylor can't go get 1,800 yards. And Matt Ryan is going to get knocked on his ass. That's the way football works. So when you get a guy like Alec Pierce who can stretch the defense running nine routes, right, but also 
can be a, a reasonably effective route runner. And uh, thank you very much, Spirit Walk. I, I appreciate that. That's yeah. Colin was a blast. We did the call in, and it was absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much for the uh, the donation. I, I really appreciate that. Alec Pierce can do a lot of things at wideout, and you heard it throughout the second round broadcast. Kuiper and Lou Riddick and all those guys talking about Alec Pierce and what he's really, really good at. Ran a 4-4-1, 40. He's really kind of in the high 4-3s. He's a guy who brings speed to the party, and speed's really important. You've got a possession receiver in Pittman, and you've got a guy now in, in Pierce who can stretch a defense. And that means seven in the box and three of those seven likely dropping into coverage. So they're going to bring four and you can block them with five. These guys, this offensive line with Matt Pryor's left tackle, they're going to be able to block four guys with their five. It's all going to work out. It's going to be fine, right? I don't think we're going to pick a quarterback in the draft. No, Jeremy. Uh, that is, that's the kind of math that works. For an offensive line. The kind of math that doesn't work for an offensive line. Seven on five. That doesn't work. Where you've got to keep a tight end in. You've got to chip with the back. All of this stuff. And it also doesn't work when you've got a quarterback who's going to extend plays and extend plays and extend plays and put the offensive line at risk. Not just for being leaky, but to get hurt. The longer they have to hold blocks, the more likely it is that they're going to get hurt. That's the way football works too. So it's not just having a great offensive line. It's having a quarterback whose movements are predictable, having receivers that can stretch the defense, and having a quarterback not just whose movements are predictable, but who delivers the ball on time and on target to the intended receiver. That is how offensive football works. And the Colts weren't very good at it last year because Carson Wentz isn't very good at that. Carson Wentz tries to turn every play into a personal opus. And that's not how football operates. We saw it with Phillip Rivers. Can you remember, for, for those of you who are Colts fans, and if you're not a Colts fan, why the hell are you watching? At any rate, can you remember a throw by Phillip Rivers? I can't remember one. Not a single one. He just shot puts it out there. I can remember how he throws. I can't remember a throw that he made. Carson Wentz, I remember lots of throws, both good and bad. Not just the left-handed shuttle passes either. Good passes, like the one to Desmond Patman in Arizona on Christmas Day, great pass. The much ballyhooed Carson Wentz good pass. Bad passes too, where he misread the defense and threw it straight into double coverage as though Michael Pittman was the only receiver on the field capable of catching the football. Carson Wentz drove me crazy. Naheem Hines, Jonathan Taylor, wide open out of the backfield on a check down. What's Wentz doing? Just staring holes in Pittman. What are you doing? At any rate, now you've got Taylor, you've got Hines, you've got Pierce, and you've got Pittman, and you've got Moali Cox, now, that position buttressed with Jelani Woods, who is a really good tight end. Jelani Woods was a guy, kind of a, a player without a, a, a lot of opportunity when he was at Oklahoma. Then, he transfers to Virginia, and he gets lots of opportunity, and he plays his ass off. And he shows people that he's good enough to be considered both an NFL-level blocker 
and an NFL-level receiver as a tight end. He's faster than Jack Doyle, and they think he can block at the level of Jack Doyle. That is a win tonight. I love uh, Jeremy Rucker. But the more I looked at Johnny Woods, and I told everybody this afternoon, I told you this afternoon, this is exactly what the Colts were going to do. They were going to trade back. They were going to take Alec Pierce. And then they were going to draft Jelani Woods. I didn't know when they would draft Jelani Woods, but I knew they were going to draft Jelani Woods because it just made too much sense. This, to me, is a repeat for me of the 2020 draft where I knew they were going to take Pittman, and I wanted so badly for the Colts to be in a position to draft Jonathan Taylor, and, and I couldn't imagine how he was going to fall further than 41, and then the Colts, wing, zip in, and they take Jonathan Taylor at 41, and they make me happy with that, that, uh, that trade. Absolutely wonderful, wonderful, wonderful trade or uh, draft in 2020. And so far, this is really, really good. And then, like the cherry on top, is Bernard Ryman at 77. I thought he would be long gone. I couldn't believe he wasn't gone because we did the show on call-in for like an hour and 10 minutes. And, and then, by the way, what a cool app. What a cool product. It's wonderful. It, it's like taking an iPhone, for me, and, and hosting a radio show in your iPhone. The technology is fantastic. At any rate, when they said Bernard Ryman, I couldn't believe he hadn't already been taken. This is a wonderful night for the Indianapolis Colts. Check, check, check. All boxes checked for Chris Ballard tonight. Now they go tomorrow. They don't have a fourth round pick. Uh, they do have, I think, what do they got? They got two in the fifth, two in the sixth, and one in the seventh, I think. No, he's not going to start over Pryor. I think Pryor's going to start at left tackle, and Ryman is going to learn the position. Ryman is kind of a work in progress. He could grow into being a dominant left tackle. He could. He might. That's the, that's the high part of the ceiling, right? Or... He could be a good depth piece. At worst, he's a good depth piece. Whichever, that's a hell of a good pick at 77. But him, his ascension as a, a potential tackle for the Colts is going to take time. And, and I think Matt Pryor is going to be the starting left tackle for the Colts. But to be able to get a guy like Ryman... Uh, at 77, I think it's stupendous. And to get all three of those guys tonight is, is fantastic. This is better than you could have hoped. I, I had people on the channel in the comments saying, you know what? You got to take Ryman at 42. And I said, no, you got to take a weapon. Ballard, the genius, figured out how to do both. I this I love this. Fans are so, and I would include myself, I love the Colts. I make no bones about it. Like, yeah, you cover the Colts and you try to be as unbiased as you can. But I like the Colts. Life's more fun when you like what you do. And I like watching the Colts and I like talking about the Colts and I like evaluating what they do. And, and for them to get this bounty in one night is awesome. Especially considering that up until about 7 o'clock tonight, I think about 40% of the city of Indianapolis wanted to run Chris Ballard out of town.
right? And after the initial week or two of, of uh, free agency, where all you had were reductions, right? You hadn't really added anything. Then you have the Matt Ryan trade, which I, I think you got to say was really, really good. They got more back for Wentz than they gave up for Ryan. Ryan reworks his contract, so they've got extra cap room. They go out and sign Rodney McLeod, who is a terrific depth piece at safety, very, very versatile in the Gus Bradley system. They go out and get Stephon Gilmore. They've traded, and this happened early on. It was the one thing you got excited about. Yannick Ngakwe, they get for Rocky Scene, addition by subtraction, and then addition by addition, right? So what you've gotten, you've gotten a Pro Bowl level potentially coming back a Pro Bowl level, uh, Stephon Gilmore. You've got a former MVP in Matt Ryan, who's still got juice in the tank. You've got Rodney McLeod, who is a really good professional safety and a really good dude. You've got Alec Pierce, who seems to be a really good receiver to have lapsed like to 53. You took a potential replacement at left tackle in Bernard Ryman, and you got a replacement for Jack Doyle in Jelani Woods. That is a hell of a night. That's a hell of a... So now what do we say about Ballard? Right? We don't want him to leave. Wait! We men, we love you. We don't hate you. We love you. Today, I was talking, I was looking at the drafts. I was like, Malik Hooker, Quincy Wilson, what are we doing? Are you kidding me? Rocky scene? What is happening? Right? Tonight... I think, you know what, somebody said this earlier in the week in a, uh, in a comment, and I couldn't agree more. You've got, uh, <laughs> you know, this, this is a football team. This draft, odd years for Chris Ballard, terrible. Even years, touchdown, celebrate. This is what we do. You know, when it goes good, we love him. When it goes bad, we hate him. What are you, an idiot trading for Carson Wentz? Are you clinically out of your mind? What are you, Rocky has seen? He didn't break four or five in the 40. What a moron. Hey, Bernard Ryman at 77, you're a genius. The life of a general manager, man, it has got to be exhausting, am I right? Hey, uh, tomorrow we'll have a wrap at the end of the draft, I think, as long as things continue to go well. I have no reason to believe that they won't. And and let's face it, the guys who are drafted tomorrow, we're not going to have heard. Maybe Ty Freifogel comes to the Colts in the seventh. Who knows? Uh, but we're likely not to have heard of these people. But these three today, you know what? You got to feel good. Oh, I don't agree with that, that you don't know. I, I think Matt Ryan has two years minimum left. And, and and maybe a really strong third. We're going to see this year whether there's been any drop-off. I, I think Matt Ryan's going to be good. Uh, likely going to talk to you tomorrow at the end of the draft. And uh, and that's going to be all kinds of fun. You want to say thanks? I appreciate you saying thanks. It's a nice thing to do. And, and I appreciate all of you. You guys come in every morning for breakfast with Kent. Afternoons inside Indiana Sports Now. And, uh, you know, it, it's just a joy to do it every single day.